It's time for Plan of the Week on Real World Gardener. On the line, I've got um, native plant specialist and expert, Adrian O'Malley. How are you today, Adrian? Mary Hannah, I'm well. How are you? Excellent. Today, we're talking or continuing to talk about silver leaved plants that are adapted to drought. They are super tough. And this one is the spiny saltbush or Rigodia spinescens. So, uh, in the Chenopodiaceae family, which you and I both went. Don't know that one. No, <laughs> other than a few weeds that belong there. However, let's continue on and talking about why it's so good because you've got one growing in the front yard. Yeah, I had to go all the way out to the front yard to look at it to remind myself of this one. Wow. And that, that, that says something about my planting scheme. You know, I I love grey foliage and saltbush are tough as um, and, and variable from coastal front plantings on sand, common in, uh, you know, flatlands of, of the Riverina where they get grazed on. Um, it's, a, it's a very tough plant, the salt bush. And how would you describe, apart from the fact that it grows, say, up to a metre and a half, actually it's wider than it is tall, I believe. Yeah, mine are still reasonably young and I'm going to do a little bit of um, pruning to form balls or clouds which uh, is about as formal as I get in a garden and certainly in a native garden because usually I just let things other than trees do what they want to do um, but I'm, I, I've been pruning these regularly and they're, they're pretty vigorous uh, they they grow pretty quick I mean I, I bought them as tube stock so we're talking maybe 10 centimeters tall and and they're already bushy and 30 centimeters by 30 centimeters and that's in eight, eight months that's, yeah, that's pretty quick. And would you say that the branches are spi- have got spine-tipped leaves, a bit spiny? Yeah, I mean, spinescence, there's the tip in the name. So if it's grazed by sheep, it can't be that bad, would be my comment. Ah, <laughs> oh, fair enough. That's a good comment. So it might be spiny, but not so. It's not so bad. Would you say the, the leaves are, are kind of little, like they're only a few millimetres long and... Yeah, so clasped really tightly uh, against the stem. And it is found in all states of Australia other than Tasmania. So it, it's a very variable, or very uh, adaptable, I should say, species. All right. Now, some people have described it as a merely grey-green <laughs> or whitish if you see it from a distance because it's covered with uh, with hairs. It's like hairy leaves. Have you felt that? Have you felt the leaves at all in recent memory? No, to be honest. I mean, I need to go out and have another look, I think. So hairy leaves. No. Okay. I guess that's another adaptation and maybe not obvious from to the naked eye uh, unless you you actually start feeling it and uh, if they're little and a bit prickly then you probably don't want to feel them I guess but it does have flowers have you had in your eight months have is that actually flowered for you no not not yet and most most rigodia most saltbush the flowers are fairly insignificant you know maybe tip of your little finger size they're usually not not grown for their for their flowers it's more the foliage or their tolerance to the environment yeah the tolerance to the environment is supposed to be pretty amazing and uh, i guess with gray foliage it's being and it's kind of hugs the ground a bit uh, so it's bushy right to the ground it is i mean it's a good plant for habitat 
for a whole bunch of things in your garden um, because of the habit of it. So um, because it's spiny, reptiles can hang out in there and not fear. Birds, smaller birds, although they may be ground parrots, the rare, very rare ground <laughs> parrot might like it. But it's a hedge that can be planted, and it said this on the tag when I bought them, as a fire retardant. Okay. It can be used as uh, erosion control, a nesting place for for birds. So a, a good habitat plant in a mixed planting scheme. Well, next summer, apparently in January to April, it does have little flowers which result in fruits. And apparently this is, uh, well, anecdotal because I don't really know for sure that there's Indigenous tribe in Central Australia that use the fruits to make a red paint for the face. So Okay. Well, that, I mean, yeah, I noted they didn't say the fruit can be eaten. No, they didn't. No, just <laughs> Which is very common with, with Australian bush tucker and in inverted commas. It's usually not very edible. Right, right. And, and look, it's also been hybridised because I know there's a plant breeding company in Australia that has made a compact form which makes a great ground cover and they recommend pruning annually so to give it a manic- manicured look if you like. And so there you go. Because I... And con- considering what we've said about the plant itself, full sun is where it wants to be. It is tolerant of pruning and um, variable soils. Yes, so, could grow in all sorts of soil, clay, it sand. Could grow in all sorts of soils. But as we've talked about before, try and and know your provenance. So if you want this plant and knowing that it can grow from Western Australia to Victoria and everywhere in between and from, you know, up to Queensland or whatever, don't buy one from WA that's going to be grown in Victoria. Try and get more local to your area because you're more likely to have success. Even though it's the same genus, it's the same plant, doesn't mean it's going to be just as happy in WA as it is in Victoria. That's absolutely right. And even though it's frost tolerant and drought tolerant, I do believe that humidity can make it sweat a bit and you'll get some leaf drop. Yeah, so if you're in that kind of area, I would suggest in a humid area that you maybe think about uh, a preventative spray of a prosaic acid um, I don't know if we like the ABC, Marianne, and we can't use brand names, but a but a, an anti-rot type of product just as a preventative spray in the warmer, more humid months might be beneficial. That's so true. And there we have it. That's uh, Rigodia spinescens or saltbush. Once again, Adrian, it's been lovely chatting with you on Real World Gardener. Thanks, Marianne. Good to chat.